Hey, well, welcome to my new podcast called The Afterburn Podcast. My name is Joe Alvarado. On this podcast, I'm going to invite all of my indoor cycling instructor friends. We're going to share stories. We're going to share behind the scenes, how we put our classes together, what drives us, how we got started, what motivates us, and more importantly, all the stories that we have collected over the years of people who have come up to us and said, you've changed my life. You've done something in me that I didn't think I can do. You've encouraged me to push harder than I ever thought I could push. And because of you, I'm in a better place. So many conversations to be had, so many stories to share. I hope you enjoy the Afterburn podcast. My name is Joe Alvarado. Hey, well, welcome to the Afterburn podcast. My name is Joe Alvarado. This is a podcast that I've recently added to my channel. Um, you're not on a bike right now. You're watching or listening to me. And this is a different format. This is a podcast where you're going to get to know me. You're going to get to know some of my friends who also teach uh, indoor cycling live and in person. Uh, oh, well, that's the same live and in person <laughs> or online rather. And uh, more importantly, not only are you going to get to know our minds and our brains and everything that is behind what we do, but you're going to hear some really cool stories about what we've experienced as instructors. And our hope, and my hope, is that you're inspired through um, through my guests and you learn a little bit more about us. And you um, you hear some stories uh, that we have been privileged to know uh, about how we've contributed in some small way to helping somebody's life change because that's what we do this for. And so um, today, I'm very honored to have Kelly Favre on my channel. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Um, for those of uh, for those of my listeners who don't know you, I'm going to talk just a little bit, but then I want you to share a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, but I met you online through Tyler Time to Train Fitness. You're an indoor cycling instructor, and um, we share the same passion for mm -hmm. indoor cycling. And uh, I I couldn't think of anyone else that I would want early on in this podcast journey that uh, that I have a heart for than you to have as a oh. guest. So would you uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Kelly? Well, first, the privilege is mine. I was telling you before, I feel so honored that I was chosen to be a part of, I know you've got a big lineup coming, so I'm so thankful to you for having me. So thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Kelly Favre, as Joe said, and I am an certified cycle instructor. I teach online through YouTube as well as in person at my local YMCA. Um, I've been doing this for, I don't even want to tell you how many years, uh, for many years back since back when they called it spinning or that's the, was the main term was spinning. Sure. And, um, I just have fallen in love with it. It was my first format I ever taught as a group fitness instructor, and it will always be my first love. Like I, I just love spinning. And it's funny because when I first started teaching, my husband never thought it would last, you know, that long. And he's like, I can't believe you're still doing this. And I'm like, well, I just love it. So um, it really is a passion of mine. And I'm glad to see that you noticed it, that it comes through in what I do. So yeah. it absolutely comes through. And um, I love like one of the things that I love uh, to watch other instructors is their introduction, their passion. Like you could, you could, learn a lot about somebody's True. experience, somebody's passion, somebody's love. And, and I believe like the first 60 seconds of a class, True. you just, you just kind of know, like, like, it's like you the know first impression. 
Yeah. 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 Like, you know how to connect with your audience. You know how to um, get us prepared for what we're about to do. You say all the the things that we need to know as far as what our body should be feeling, what the tension should be like. And all of that speaks volumes as to your experience, your passion, your love. And so, um, yeah, it's evident that you've been doing it for a while. And uh, much like myself, you still teach in person and online. So we get this kind of dual audience, right? Uh And and it's a ton of fun. Um, I'm curious, uh, when you you say you've been doing it a long time, uh, and and again, to your point earlier, uh, it was called Spinning, right? And and Spinning really is, I believe, is it Johnny G's brand? I think something yes, like that. Yes, it's the brand name. Yeah. Uh, so it used to be ever... Johnny G and then it turned to Mad Dog. Yes. So it's now yes. Mad Dog. Yes. Yeah. So if you've ever seen a bike that says spinner on it or spinning, that's actually a brand, but it just became yeah. known as spinning, right? Although right. the technical term, that's a brand. The technical term would be an indoor cycling bike exactly. or an indoor cycling class. Um, but we, it's all the same, right? We, we, yeah. Spinning, cycling, uh, whatnot. In fact, if you did a, a a search on Google, you would have to put uh, spinning in order to find more results if versus True. putting in both cycling. So, but anyway, uh, tell me a little bit more about your journey. Like, when did you fall in love with indoor cycling? How did that process look for you? Um, and when did you decide to be like, I I love this, and I want to be an instructor too? <laughs> it's funny you ask that because. <laughs> I had never taken a spin class before I took the certification or cycling class. Excuse me. See, I'm still calling it spin. Um, so it's, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I, I was actually, we lived in Tennessee at the time and I was going to all of the group fitness classes, step, okay. you know, yoga, all everything that was cardio strength, whatever was going on at the time. And one of the instructors came up to me and she's like, you know, we're going to be holding a spinning certification here. Um, do you want to be an instructor? And at first I thought, uh, no, <laughs> like, why would I do that? They just, and, asked just asked. Yeah. She just asked. It was like, it was like random. Cause she saw me at class all the time. Yeah. So, um, I was like, nah, I don't know. I have to think about it. And so I came home. My husband's like, why not? You'll get paid to work out. Just try it. I'm like I've never done it before. And you know, you used to hear all these horror stories about how hard it was and you know, I don't know. So I went and took the certification. It was actually through Schwinn and um, it was a two day certification. And we had, I think one or two, you know, practice rides the first day and one or two rides the second day. And Joe, I could not walk. (laughs) (laughs) If you are a first, if you've, well, everyone's been a first time one, but you remember that feeling after your first class where you just, you just can't walk. Like everything hurts your legs from sitting on the saddle, your, um, sit bones work for lack of a better way to put it. Right. Right. It hurt. And I thought, what (laughs) did I get myself into? I couldn't believe I did this, but you know what? I loved it. And I would get together with, um, how many of our instructors were, uh, got certified at the same time. And we would do these little practices before the big launch of the new cycling program at the parks and rec center. Yeah. And we'd all get turns, you know, teaching and then help each other and give critique and feedback. And I don't know. I just, I fell in love with it. I, I, I don't really know why I just loved it. I loved that it was low impact. Yeah. I loved the music, um, the camaraderie of the class. It was just great. I just fell in love with it. And it's been that way ever since. 
Love it. There, there's so much to unpack, unpack there because uh, not only are you being super genuine in that it it is uncomfortable, right? The first time was, you ride, yes. Uh, anywhere from being, you know, your legs being wobbly to your 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 butt not feeling so great, right on that little seat. And, yes. uh, and so you're absolutely you know, remember right. how it would hurt and you'd like sit and you're like, I just want to stand. Like, you know, yeah. you didn't want to sit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of times when somebody takes a class in person for the first time, um, at, at over at lifetime where, where I train, uh, I'll tell them, Hey, if you, and I, I know it's their first time I'll say, if, yeah. if I know it's your first time, if you want to get off the bike during class and just stand for a couple of seconds, I have no problem with that. I get it. You know, yep. and uh, and for some people they they do, and some people they just kind of get that it might be a little uncomfortable, and they'll push through. But it what w- would you say it takes? Maybe a few weeks, maybe four. I, my rule of thumb. Well, first of all, I do the same thing, and I always tell them. I always warn them because I'm like, okay. I don't want you to go home and say that instructor did not tell me that it was going to hurt this bad. Yeah. So I always give them a fair warning, and then my rule of thumb is four times. You have to come oh. four times. I like like that. once a week for four weeks, not once a month for four months. Right. And Otherwise, pretty, it kind of starts all over, right? Exactly. And then yeah. pretty much after that, you kind of get used to it. And then I always say you could always use the gel seats or the gel, you know, the bike shorts, but really it just kind of gets pro- used to it. it. it- prolongs maybe the inevitable because it yes. might help for an extra five minutes and then they fill yes. it anyway. Right. So, yes. okay. So yeah. I'm totally going to adopt the four rule. What I like about okay. that is you're challenging them to come back at least four times. Yes. Right. Cause I've always just said, Hey, just, it takes this or takes that. And I've never, I've never given anybody a specific, so I'm already learning Kelly. Thank okay, you. Good. That's I'm, what I'm I say. Learning. I, yeah, I say, yeah. give it, you have to give it four chances and it has to be like once a week for four weeks, not you know, once a month for four months. So sure, sure. That's my so rule. You're that's my rule. In, invited to okay. get a certification, right? Yep. And was there any instructor specifically that you could remember um, that you, that inspired you? Because it sounds like you, you were going already. You were just like going for it. Like, was it every instructor or was there a specific one? And what about that instructor? Like m- kept you coming back? You know, it's it's been so long that um, I can't really remember. I would just say it was because I was a regular and they noticed me and they noticed that I had a passion for fitness and I was always there and I enjoyed it. Was there it. a certain I, instructor that, that you looked at and you're like, I love cycling because of that person? Like they're... They're really no, I can't say that. I know that sounds terrible, but I can't say that because I had never taken a class prior to, to teaching it. Right. So right. I kind of went into it blind and just learned gotcha. it and kind of fell in love with it. And it was like OJT on the job training. Yeah. yeah. Um, I learned as I went yes. and throughout the years, I've taken other people's classes and, you know, you learn what you maybe take a little from here and take a little from there, or you say, I'm never doing that. Um, so it was just more kind of just from experience more than, um, for me, because I, of how I got into it, it was more by experience versus, um, having somebody that I saw that I wanted to be like, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. And it's quite different because I would, I'm willing to bet that probably 90, 99% of people 
uh, were inspired by somebody and your story is a little bit different. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely unique and, and I love it. I, lo- I love that. Um, it was something that you were kind of thrown into and then boom, I, I love this. And, yeah. and I think, um, for, for some people, it isn't always, uh, a person, but it's like everything put together. In other words, uh, when you go into a cycling class, um, it's the environment, it's the community, it's the music, yeah. it's the coach, it's the bike. Like there's so many things that come together, um, that make you love it. It's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of magnetic pool, if if you will. Yes, uh, absolutely. When, when you Agreed. Yeah. So I, I well, love that. It- it was this, it was also this, a jumping point for me because it spiraled my interest in fitness. So I started, you know, t- by taking classes, then I started teaching, and then from there, I got my group fitness certification so I could teach other formats. Um, I like step a lot. I know it's like so old school, but <laughs> but I step liked it. It's still step. thriving at our club. Let me tell you, is that. it really? Yeah, it survived. It's we've never taken it off the the, awesome. the schedule. Um, for the, for like the nine or 10 years I've been at that location. Like it's that's great. Yeah. That's great. Of course it takes like old special, stuff. right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. No. Um, and then from there I ended up getting my, um, personal training certification. I actually went back to school and got my master's degree in exercise science. Love and it. then, you know, from there. So I just, I just fell in love with the way the body moves, how it works, what it's made to do, what we can do with it, how we can push it, how we can challenge it. And yeah, that's just, so it was kind of like, it was like the beginning for me when I look at it, just by taking that one little step, it led me to where I am. So so when somebody takes a Kelly Fabre okay. class, they uh-huh. are getting somebody who has a master's in exercise science. So that, that explains a lot though, because when I hear you coach, you're, you're, description of what's happening, I feel like is so much more profound than anything I say. I'm just like, it was like a three or four, but I like, you know, I just kind of whatever, but, but, uh, that makes sense though. That makes sense. Why, uh, you, um, why I can really, uh, follow what you're saying when, when you, when you teach a class. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I you're too kind. <laughs> uh, no, it, it is. It's, it's truly, um, something amazing. Uh, so, what for you, um, okay. and, and, and we're, we'll get into some stories here in a minute, uh, but what is it, what do you want to happen for somebody that's brand new that comes into your class? Like what is a typical, uh, cycling class with Kelly, uh, feel like, look like, um, what is the experience that you want them to have that you hope? So when I try to think of new people, I think I want, first of all, I want them to feel welcomed. So if I'm going to go with an in-person class versus an online class. Um, So if I have someone come into my class for the first time, I always try to greet them, you know, or I'll say, you're, you know, you, have you taken cycle before? Because you look, you're new to me. Like I'm, you know, sometimes people come in and they're like, "Ah, I've been doing this for 20 years, you know? Another people, so I'll ask, you know, you're new to me. Have you ever, you know, taken a cycle class before? And, you know, they say, if they say, they're going to say no, no. And then I'm like, oh, you're going to love it. You know, I try to really pump it up and, and, and whatnot. Always make sure, I always make sure that their bike is fit right because that can make or break a ride for a, a newbie. Um, the seat's too low, handlebars too high, you know, whatever. Um, if you're not set up right, it could cause, we talked about the pain earlier. It can cause even more pain. So I try to make sure 
they get that set up right. Yeah. And then of course, go through the just little description of what we're going to do. Always, always warn them that they can take it at their own level. So I'm like, if I say geared up and you think Kelly, there is no way I'm gearing up, then don't do it. Like yeah. it's fine. You know? Um, and same thing. If I say come out of the saddle and you think there is no way I'm doing that. Great. Just stay seated. You know, you'll still get a good workout. You can tailor it to what you need. And then as you keep coming, you're going to notice yourself getting stronger and have to do more to get that same effect you felt you're going to feel today. Um, And then, you know, we just have the class. I do a lot of form checks in the class, which I think always helps new, new riders. And then I always at the end like to give them a round of applause because I always say, everyone in here, we have a first-time rider, and they made it through the class. Love it. Um, let's yeah. give them a round of applause because we all remember. I still remember that <laughs> that first time getting off that bike and how you just feel, you know, there's so many different emotions. You're elated that you made it, but you're like, how did I do that? I can never do it again. So I like to try to leave them with a good, you know, cheer. You can come back. You can do it. And then give them the full rule and say, see you next week. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Um, I love that you, you had mentioned, uh, you, we remind uh, everybody of the form check, you know, a lot. Yes. I have this, this little rule that I try to, to teach by, uh, and, and specifically talking about in person. Um, and it does relate to online as well, but in person I, I do two things. I, I say what I see okay, and then I communicate how I feel. So those two things, in other words, if one. I see something that might not look proper, uh, whether that be form or whether that be, you know, um, something that, uh, somebody's going just too hard and and it's not that time yet. Right. Um, I'll communicate right. that uh, guys. Remember this should only feel like a four. This should feel pretty good. Four out of 10. Don't overdo it here. So you start communicating what you see. Right. And right. then if I'm getting tired or if I'm getting winded, then I'm going to say that too, because if I am, chances are they are, they are. And so, um, how that looks in, in, in person is again, um, if I see it, I'm going to say it, if I feel it, I'm going to say it too online. Um, yeah. Online. I could only say how I feel. Cause I don't, I can't see you. I can't see, right. you know, but I'm going to so say see, how there's a difference between online and in person, you know, yes. anyway, yes. go ahead. So no. And that's, that's kind of a rule, uh, that, that I, that I, I go by now I'm curious because there are different approaches to this. And, uh, every instructor has, uh, um, uh, I think a different uh, approach. I'll use that, that word okay. you had mentioned, and I think you're really good at saying, Hey, this is where we're going today. If it's not for you, no big deal. Right. You're still going to get a good workout. And I, I, I appreciate that. I, I think the new person, um, uh, appreciates that somebody who potentially has limitations appreciates that, but let me ask you this. Is there ever a time where it's that fine line between I'm just giving them permission to kind of be lazy. I really want to push them though, because I do have an agenda. I do have a goal for this class and writing the line between if this isn't for you, don't do it. And I really want you to try this. So do do it. Like how do you navigate those, that, that balance? So my big thing, well, one of my big things I try to, I probably say it all the time because it's one of my little things I like to say is that I'm here to push you. I'm here to guide you and I'm here to challenge you, but it's up to you 
to make that happen. You know, I can't like geared up for you. I can't make you go faster other than with my words, but I physically can't do anything. It is up to you. So you have to think about what do you want out of this workout? So in an in-person class, if I see something like that, I might say, let's, you know, take, you know, um, what do I see now? I've like completely lost my train of thought. I got to pretend like I'm teaching. Um, got to put on my spinning voice. Um, Like, uh, you know, just take a quick inventory. Like, are you where you need to be? You know, Mm -hmm. can you go a little faster? Can you, you know, gear up a little bit more? Can you just push, give me that little extra effort? Also letting them know, you know, maybe we only have two more intervals in this class and we're done. Maybe they can give me a little bit more at that time than they think. You know, you can push yourself. You, You have to challenge yourself. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to push you. I'm here to challenge you but ultimately you're in control. Like you need to help do this too. Like I can do all I can on my end. You got to give me some back in order to get that good workout. Now you're obviously speaking from a lot of experience and I, I love that approach because you're basically saying, Hey, I'm here to push you and I will, you know, but with the gentle permission on the backside that if it's not for you, that's okay. Right. And and at the end of the day, they will get a workout. No regardless, right. they're going to get a workout. Um how long did it take for you to to really feel like okay, I'm I'm credible or I I'm a I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Like was it 2 months, was it 6 months, was it 2 years, was it 5 years? Like at what point did you say I I I feel like I'm a legit teacher? Like where are you at on that? I don't know. I think that there's just always room for improvement. I feel like I'm always changing something, getting better. New information comes out to make your class better, make you a better instructor. Um, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, am I really legit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we still ask ourselves that sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we still ask ourselves. I just think, I mean, definitely experience. You know, if you're a new instructor listening, keep going, keep challenging yourself and keep moving forward because you just, you get better. You just get better. When I think back to some of my first classes, I kind of (laughs) cringe. Like I did that, you know? Um, And just, there's always growth. There's always room for improvement. So I hope I'm there. I hope people think that, uh, but I know that I can always get better. So. Well, I, I appreciate your heart behind that. And I know um, I would I would share that same sentiment that uh, as long as, you know, I've been teaching too, it, it's, it's still, it still seems like, all right, what can I learn? Uh, how can I get better? Right. How can I, how can I keep people's attention longer? The participants, the people that are taking this class with me, how can I bring them on this journey? Kind of like all of the above, right? Right, right. And, and so I, I love that. And and I would agree. I would echo what you're saying. If you're uh, an instructor now, an aspiring instructor, um, I feel like anybody can get, uh, not anybody, but most people can get a certification. Mm-hmm. But in, in order to become great, it, it takes a lot of uh, stage time, if you will, a lot of, a lot of cycling mm-hmm. time, uh, a lot true. of practice, right? a lot of rehearsal. Um you know, and, and we haven't even touched, you know, what music is all about when it comes to uh, what we do. There's so much to talk about. (laughs) There's so much, there's so much, but let's talk about music just, just for a moment. Sure. Um, and, and not necessarily, I think we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, the difference between mainstream and, and, 
and an epidemic, you know, music library, things that are uh, uh, more less known, if you will. So let's not talk about that, but let's just talk about music in general. Like what is, what is music in your, uh, in your definition or your perspective? How important is it? Right. And, and how do you use it as a tool? Okay. That's a great question because I think there are so many ways to answer that. Um, use, okay. I'm going to start with the tool first. Um, because I think that definitely music is a fantastic tool depending on the type of ride. Well, on all the rides, but it can be more of a tool on certain rides. And what I mean for that is like, there are time-based rides, time drill based rides, and there are rhythm rides and rhythm rides being, it goes to the music. So if you, if the music speeds up more than likely you're going to speed up, if it gets faster, more than likely you're going to go faster or something's going to happen at the change of the beat at the end of the phrase. Um, And in that case, your music is really your tool because you really have to think what, do I want the participants doing right now? Do I want them on a flat road? Do I want them on a hill? Um, how can I use the mu- music to simulate what I want them to do? Mm, I um, love that word simulate too. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you could, because you know, like if you're telling me to go up a steep hill and the music is going, you know, super, super, super fast, it's kind of hard to get in that like boom, boom, that yeah. climb, you know, uh, rhythm. So, and that, and then also for time-based drills, like sometimes I do a class that's just got a lot of timed drills in it. So the the music to me doesn't necessarily have to correspond exactly to what I'm doing, although I like it to try to, but it has to be like good beat music driven that can keep the rider engaged so that they can feel through the timed based drill. Does that make sense? I don't know. Am I making sense? (laughs) I hope your listeners are getting this. No, no, you, music, that's clear that, that you're using the nuances of a song to drive whatever it is uh, right. that you want the participant to do. Right. And, exactly. and I, I a thousand percent agree that um, it has to be the right, um, it has to be the right um, uh, tempo, right? Or, yep. or, or the, the beats per minute of the song, um, because each one will, will, you you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly, but okay. you could hear a song in the car, at the mall, yeah. in the grocery store, probably not in an elevator, right? But <laughs> you, you can hear a song and right away you would know that's a good climb song. Yep. That's a good endurance. Yes. Bridge. That's yes. a good sprint song, right? Like, yes, that's that jumps or whatever you want to call them. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it, it makes, it makes total sense. And, and I think um, one of the, uh, skill sets that, uh, although it, it, I don't know, it may, may come pretty natural for us, but, you know, just knowing where, uh, what the chorus, what we could use a chorus for on a song, yeah. right. What is there enough time, um, uh, during, uh, what, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for, um, during the, the break of a bridge. song, yeah, a the, bridge. Yeah. That's what I was looking bridge, for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there enough time during the bridge to add just a little bit of spice to it um, without overcomplicating the cues? Right? right. Because we also want it, you know, pretty simple. We don't want to say, all right, 30 seconds, then 20 seconds, then five seconds, then 10 seconds, then come up, then go down. Like then, yeah. then it just becomes like 
Like, what, what am is, I doing? Yeah, what, what <laughs> is happening? Uh, so do you, um, I, I like to tell stories um, and okay. thank you for, uh, it's clear again, just to clear, just to, to, to uh, reiterate that music is definitely a tool. Those hard driving beats might be better for a climb. Those, uh, for me, I like to use uh, maybe like a rock song for, uh-huh. for sprint segments, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. it's just, you know, it's got a heavy beat and that it goes fast. It just it feels just like goes. you should go faster. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then EDM, you know, may probably more a climb song. I mean, we could talk about it forever, Yeah. but definitely music, uh, shapes what we do. Absolutely. No, no Absolutely. Um, anything else you would add to that music segment that, that you would think? No, I think we kind of covered it. Um, and I think, you have to work with what you like too, you know, I mean, or work, know your audience when you're picking songs too. So, but you can also give a great workout. Even if somebody doesn't like the music, they can still come away with a great workout. As long as you are talking about it, like it's, we're choreographing it. It's almost like a dance, like how we're going to do this certain moves to the music. So, yeah. 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 And to your point earlier, um, sometimes, you know, it will be choreographed to the music. And sometimes I just want you to try to get to a mile by the, before this song ends. I want, right. I want a metric based, uh, right. challenge for you as opposed to let, let's, let, let's enjoy. And I, I told, I, I, um, used this illustration the other day in my class. Tell me if you think it makes sense or okay. not, Okay. but I was doing more of a metric based, uh, okay. class where it was goal setting goals. And it was less about the music. Um, and I said, it's like this, you're, you're sitting, uh, you're sitting at a bar talking to a friend and the DJ's playing really good music in the background, but you're in the conversation. The conversation is that's what counts, great. right? That's and great. So, that's like perfect. Yeah. That's what I was explaining. I was like, now this is the conversation. We're focused on what I'm telling you. I might use but that. The DJ's <laughs> doing a good job. The DJ's doing a good job in the background. You're kind of like looking around. Yeah. Yeah, I like the environment like here. This. So anyway, that was kind of something that, that, uh, I used as an illustration. That, that, I think that's perfect. That's like a, t- what to me, like a timed base drill workout is. That's yeah. a, I love it. Yeah. No, do it, do it. Um, so I like to tell stories, I, I think okay. stories or use illustrations. Let's talk about, um, illustrations that you use to help people understand what you want them to do and, or stories that you tell maybe during a break, maybe during a long push, are there any go-to illustrations that you like to use? Um, and are, are there any stories that you've used in the past that say, Hey, this is, this ride was all about this. I remember one time, blah, 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 you know, whatever that is. I don't know. Maybe I'm too, uh, I don't know. Okay. This is a tough question. Yeah. Cause sometimes, honestly, Joe, I get up there and I teach and I just, yeah stuff comes out. Yeah, no, no. And that's fair. That's fair. Um, here, let me, let me tell you something that I would, I say, and then maybe that, and I know you've done something. Yeah. It might, (laughs) might trigger something. If not, I know, I know it's how we're built, right? Um, there'll be times where I'll do classes that are, have to do with high cadence, you know, uh, and and lighter resistance. So I, I, I'll, I'll say something like, all right, um, we're going to go, we're going to practice some leg speed. So our, our, we're going to be going 90, 100 RPMs, you know, kind of fast in the saddle. And so I want you to think about, um, you know, the difference between when you were learning to drive, 
right? You got out uh-huh, onto uh-huh. Um, um, to the regular highway. It felt kind of fast, right? You know, 65, maybe you're going. And then, and we have uh, what we call 470 here in okay. Colorado. And it's it's the uh, the toll road where you can okay. go 75, you can go even faster. And then I'll say, and remember the first time you went on the toll road, you were like, <laughs> Oh my God, like this is fast. But then it only took a little bit of time before you felt like, all right, I've, this is good. I, I know this. I'm going faster, yeah. but I'm good. You know, you acclimated to it. And so I'll say things like that, that kind of help, you know, the new member, especially uh, think that, man, I don't know if I could hang on to a higher cadence for this long kind of help them understand that way or the velocity of like a baseball the difference between you know you're you you go from middle school pitching to high school pitching to to college pitching and it's just whistling past you you got to get used to it to it right so you're um, good with the metaphors yeah i i I try to try to use that uh as as much as i can so is there anything like that you remember using and or are there any stories that um you use and and then i and then we'll, we'll get into maybe stories that happen um, as okay. we discussed before uh, the podcast, some stories that you heard and life change and things like that. But are, have have you ever used a story, um, uh, anything that that you might use? Let me think. Okay, so going back to kind of cueing what you were talking about, one of my ones I use is somewhat similar to yours, but um, I always say, okay, we're we're in a group of riders right now. You know, you've got a bunch of riders around you and yes. you're kind of behind and there's a, there's a group coming up and your goal is to get around this group. So, you know, you're out in your race or on the road or whatnot. And once we get up, we're, we're getting a little bit faster. We're getting up. We're finally behind them. But now you've got to come out and put on your passing gear because yes. you've got to go faster than that group. And then finally we'll, you know, come back in and you can kind of back it off a little bit. Yeah. So does that make sense? So you Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You so you're up behind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'd use that one quite a bit. Like we've got to get into passing gear. We've got to get around this group of slow riders. We've come along. We've got to pull out. We've got to pass them. Then we yeah. can pull in and back off until we get to the next set of riders that are ahead of us to get in front. Love that. Um, Love that. So that's yeah, one and- of the visualizations I use. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. There is, um, there's, there's one. And again, I love sharing these stories cause it, it helps us. And I, I'm, I'm going to use yeah. your Go four times. I'm going to use your, like, we're going to help each other here. This is part See, of we're it. still learning. You asked if we <laughs> had you know, reached the pinnacle, but I think we're still learning. <laughs> totally. Totally. So I, I, there's a story that I sometimes tell, and uh, it was about the first time the group of my friends, uh, the first one of us to get a car when we were all 16 my my friend got uh, I believe it was a Volkswagen Beetle whatever I, I, if I remember right uh, used car it was like three hundred bucks and he's like oh let's go you know let's let's go you know you could like see the ground because some of the uh, the floor was you know rotted out and the thing with this bike uh, or this bike we're talking about bikes, right? <laughs> bikes, uh, yeah. Kelly was that if he got over fifty miles an hour it would overheat and we would have to pull over and wait a while. Right. So like the whole thing was like, don't go over 50, right. Because you're overheat. And so I would tell that story and I'm saying, Hey, we're going to be in a, we're going to control our output today. Um, I want you to find the threshold, right. That five, uh, top of a five out of 10. 
If you go any faster, you start to get to anaerobic. We don't want to pull over and wait for you to burn out. Like we right. need to hang on to this for a little bit longer. So different things like that are, are kind of fun, you know, illustrations uh, to use. That's one I of like my, that. I like that story. Yeah. It, it's a ton of fun. Um, let's get to uh, something that I didn't realize um, would be such a, a gift uh, for this podcast. And that's really uh, some of the stories that we both have had the privilege to hear. And, and what I mean by that is um, as an instructor, uh, whatever it is that, that, you know, if you're listening, you instruct, um, but specifically cycling, you're going to hear stories uh, over time. Uh, you're going to hear somebody that came to your class for one year, two years, three years, and they finally come up to you and they say, Hey, I, I just got to thank you because mm-hmm. when I started, I wasn't in a good place or today I just finished my first outdoor race and it was because of the training I have indoor. Like we've all heard the stories, right? Um, And I I, I would love if you would share one or two of those with us or three, however many you have, but um, tell me something like what, what is, because it's so meaningful, right? To us, like it, 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 it's, it pushes us. It, 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 it fuels us if you will. Right. So the very first one that I can remember, and this was like my first big story, and it was after I just started teaching because I was still at in Tennessee at the Parks and Rec Center that I was teaching at. And first of all, there's no judgment. I have grown a lot since then. Okay. So just be that as it may, everybody that's listening and Joe, no judgment on me. No judgment. Um, so I'm going to get a little vulnerable here, but I had just started teaching. So new instructors, this might be some good advice. Maybe you can learn from my uh, somewhat mistake in this, but I had a lady come to class and I, and she was on the heavier side. She was, she was overweight and she would come to class. And I have to say like the first couple of times I'm like, Oh, this is just not going to last. Like she's not going to make this, you know, that was like mistake. Number one, thinking that not that I ever said anything to her, but in my head, I thought, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, this is going to be interesting. Well, I will have, you know, that woman came to my class every week. She didn't miss a class. She was there every week and she never stood, which was understandable. And that was fine. Like we talked about that before that stuff doesn't bother me, but she never stood. She just sat the whole time. And then I started noticing her, um, come up off the saddle, like a little bit here and there, here and there. And then she started getting better. I mean, this is over time. This isn't just like after a month or two months. And so finally, you know, I mean, I would talk to her, but finally, I guess one day I just went over and I started, you know, really talking with her and she goes, you know, Kelly, she goes, I just wanted to tell you how much this class has done for me. And she goes, I wasn't able to get off the saddle when I first started. And now I'm able to stand while we're riding. She said, my husband has hugged me and told me how much he can tell a difference, like in my um, composition, my size that I've come wow. down. And I, you know, of course told her, so I was so proud of her, but I felt bad also that I had made that horrible judgment in the beginning. Um, And it taught me something to like, never underestimate a person and never, you know, look at someone and make a judgment in this industry because you don't know. 
And, you know, it's still touched to this day when she would tell me, you know, that my, she's my husband hugged me and he could tell, Mm. like, I have lost weight by coming to this class. Wow. And that like really inspired me. It taught me, it humbled me a little. Um, and to this day, I, I think about her and that was more than double, like double digit years ago, (laughs) years ago when I first started teaching. But it's yeah, it stuck with me. And so now I never judge any, I, I always remember that I never judge anybody coming into the class, whether they're skinny, big, little, small, what, you know, nothing. There's like no judgment. I am just happy that you are there and that you're willing to give it a try and hopefully stick it out with me and make it so that you become better either physically, mentally, in any, any, any shape or form, you know? Yeah. So, um, it was, like I said, no judgment. I feel like horrible even admitting that I thought that, but but that's how we grow. Yeah. I learned. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I learned from that. That was that's. No. I still remember that to this day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's certainly no judgment. I mean, I think if we're all honest, we we've thought you know different things that that uh, we weren't sure about, or or maybe we judged somebody prematurely. Yep. Um, all of the above, but but we learn from that, right? And and we understand that uh it's it's not always what it looks like or it's not right. um you know it, it it's it could be way different than than um we ever realized or to your point like you just don't know what they're going through right nope, you don't know what don't. a person's going through and you know i you know one of the things that i still work on you know for for from my you know perspective and what i do is Sometimes I, I really, I, I fall in love with the class that I want to give as far mm-hmm. as what I want them to accomplish. Right. 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 And whether it be like, uh, you know, let's try to get as far as we can in four minutes and then let's try to beat that in the next four minutes and try to beat it one more time in the third opportunity of four minutes, whatever that looks like. Right. Right. And I'll be so uh, so uh, excited about the music, about the plan and then I'll see somebody who uh, who just doesn't seem like like they're into it, right? Right. And, and I tell you this because I had something kind of similar happen before, where I'm just like, I want you to do this, right? And, and look at your neighbor, and if they're not in, tell them you need to be in, you know. And the, right. You know, right. Your neighbor, let's play along, you know. Just kind of really kind of maybe pushing a little bit too much. And, and then after class, uh, another member came up to me and, and, uh, they said, Hey, did you see that gentleman back there? And I'd be lying if I didn't see him like kind of zoned out and kind of not connected or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, She said he, he lost his son a couple months ago and he, um, he, he exercises because it just keeps him sane. He he was telling us a little story, you know, before class. And and I just felt like, oh my God, like I, yeah. like I, I probably got a little bit too excited about, <laughs> about the, the class and not realizing, you know, what somebody's going through. Right. That's and so true. that taught me and that, that, that was not too long ago, Kelly, that was not right. too long ago that I'm talking a few months ago when that happened. Um, and, and again, it's, uh, like we've been saying, I guess this whole time where it's an ongoing learning process. It is, it is. We're, we're trying to get better. Um, we're trying to, what can we say that would help somebody feel what you want them to feel on the bike? 
but according to where they're at in their fitness journey, right? Um, how can That's we right. help somebody who's seasoned, right? Who has been doing it a long time, feel like they're getting a great workout. It, sure. It's like, we, we have this multiple audience, right? We have uh, a, a returner. I'm injured. I'm returning. Uh, or I was away for the summer, or I just kind of fell off the wagon, or you have your guest, your first time, I've never done this before, I'm deconditioned, I've heard horror stories, and then you have your, I'm here to get a good workout, you yes, know, like, yes, you have yes. all these three, like, for me, I think, right, it, there's, there's, yep, that's more about, yep, you nailed the, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, but generally, that's who our audience is, right? And so, um, our journey. Um, and, and I look forward to continuing to learn from you and, and, um, support one another, supporting one another, as we've been doing online is to get better at serving those three demographics. Yeah. So, um, what would you say, uh, to kind of wrap things up? Um, what is your favorite part about teaching and what would you tell uh, somebody who inspires aspires to teach? Like what, what one point of advice, what's your favorite thing about teaching? Okay. And what would you say to somebody who aspires to be an instructor? So my favorite thing about teaching, honestly, is seeing the growth, the return of people to class. And, and this, this comes, I, I guess it could be attributed to both like in, in real person or in real life or, or in real life, in real time, um, in-person classes is what I'm trying to say. When you see those faces coming back and you get to know the people and you learn a little bit more about their stories and just and helping people get better. I love to hear, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but you know, sometimes people come into our classes and they, they leave and you go, did they like it? Did they hate it? Yeah. Are they going to come back? Like, what are they going to do? Um, so it's nice to, when you, when we finally do get some feedback and I, you know, I love to hear how it's helped people. And, um, that, that just makes me feel good. Like I'm here to help you. I'm here to, to be on this journey with you, to work out with you, to get healthier physically, mentally, spiritually, everything, you know, let's, let's do it yes. together. And I, I just like, I like people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and online, I think it's kind of the same thing. My favorite part is just, I, I like, I love it. I love it there. I love that, you know, I'm reaching more people than just here at my local Y. In fact, I was so excited because I got a comment from someone from Norway. I was yes. like, really? Someone from Norway is watching well, and, me and here? I, I should have said this at the very beginning because I wanted to congratulate both of us, if you will, because we both just did our first live ride within yes. the last couple of weeks, right? Yes. And, and, and to your point, like, I love hearing the stories. I love seeing the returning faces. But when it comes to online, there's a couple of ways that we feel that too. And if you're listening and, and you you take our classes, the comments, like you, yes. you telling us, hey, I've been here for a while. This is my third class, fourth class, fifth class. I've been following you for a year, whatever it is. Right. And you're telling us, you know, what it's done for you. Like, that's the same thing, right? We're, we're that's hearing what keeps you. us we're going. Saying, yes. Yes. It fuels us. And is there no better feeling, Kelly, than than being live, right? And knowing that people from all over the place are it's like crazy. Norway, right? You're like, what? Like, what is yeah. going on right now, right? Um, it, so congratulations, by the way. For, Thank you. for Same to you. Yeah, like, we, we both did it. <laughs> yeah. And we it took actually, that giant leap. We did it. Everybody <laughs> knows that we actually practiced 
yeah. like a week before yours, we, we called yep. each other up and we said, Hey, can you listen to my sound? How is it looking? How is it sounding? So thank you for helping me, you know, get, oh, get ready for that. That, that was fun. I, I love uh, that we got a partner in that way. Um, and, and finally, what would you say to somebody who's as- aspiring to, to do what, what you do, what we do? I would say, go for it. You're going to love it. Um, and just be open-minded, like be willing to learn, take advice, uh, learn from other instructors, take what you like, ditch what you don't, and just just do it. Just keep going, keep at it. I, I know the first class is tough. I still, to this day, get nervous when I teach my first class of something. So yes. that live class that we did, I was still Ooh. just as nervous Yes. As even though I've taught, how many classes have I taught in my right. life? I, I right. can't even count, hundreds, you know, hundreds. but I still had that butterfly in my stomach and your heart goes. And even today, like when I go teach it, even if I sub a class at the one, it's not my usual class. I still, I still get nervous. It's so silly, yeah. but um, I think this will make us good. I was, I told my daughter, like she was really nervous about something. And I was like, you know, a little nerves is good because that means you care. You know, yes. you care about what you're yes. going to do. So to all you inspiring instructors, get certified and just do it. Go and teach and find the way that you want to teach and and do it and do it well and practice. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Kelly. I'm so, so excited. This was a great conversation. And we always, we, we talk about this offline all the time. I mean, yeah. the, the the conversation could be endless for sure. I know. I think you um, and I could talk for hours. <laughs> yes. No, without, without question. But I, I, again, I'm honored. Thank you so much. I'm going to put uh, links uh, in the description below on how people could Perfect. find you, uh, yes. how they could follow me. you, take your classes, all of the above. And we are already uh, in, in, in the works of doing a collaboration together. Yes. And so um, if you're listening to this, if it hasn't come out yet, uh, it will come out soon. Um, yes. We're going to do a ride where we ride together. We're going to experiment with um, a couple of things that we've been talking about. I'll, I'll let it be a surprise for, yes, for, be a surprise. for the riders, <laughs> um, but we're definitely going to be doing a collab soon. So it's it's been great. It's been amazing, Kelly. Thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Yes.